At this point, it was kind of like Candy Crush. Imperial Schools of Honor podcast. I am Josh Folan. And I'm Jay Backstrom. And we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Game up going down today. We're going over to Jimmy's house after school today to play Dig Dug 2 Trouble in Paradise on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And emulation disclosure for that endeavor goes as such. I played on OG hardware on with the NES Advantage on the original NES, cross-legged on my floor like it was meant to be. Jay, <laughs> how did you play Dig Dug 2? Nice. I played it as usual through Open EMU software with the standard USB NES controller on my Apple desktop computer. Hot. Please rate and review the podcast. We do have a new iTunes review. And it is, uh, interestingly, I didn't even know this was possible, but it is from... Brahm Magool again, which is that dude I went to school with. And he, I guess I guess he like I guess you can update your like your review, and that is what he did. So, so yeah, he's that the sports writer, the, the Cleveland.com sports writer. And uh, his, his new review says, if you thought in previous episodes that you misheard Josh referencing Operation Woof and Air Woof. This episode confirms you are not crazy. Woof woof proclaimed the altered beast. Another great episode. So I guess I say the word wolf weird. Wolf weird. <laughs> say wolf, Jay. Wolf. 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 I guess I guess there's more of a wolf. Forget that. I guess. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I guess, man. I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for uh, regardless. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, thanks for listening and pointing out my shortcomings as a meat sack, Matt. Uh, thanks for listening. Be, be part of the ISOH movement. Give us validation or belittle us or whatever you might want to do uh, on, on whatever podcast platform of choice in the in the form of a rating and review, and we will read it on the pod. So what are we jamming on now? What are you jamming on now, Jay? Some great freaking games, Josh, let me tell you. So still continuing Jedi Fallen Order. It's freaking awesome. I'm a Star Wars nerd. The gameplay is great. The graphics are great. It's fantastic. Um, so that and then I don't, think, I don't think you mentioned that last day. What is it? It's a first person thing? I, oh, I think I was I think I had downloaded it but not played it. So yeah, it's it's a first person game. It's uh it's actually canon in the Star Wars universe. So it it actually like if you're a Star Wars nerd like myself, like it actually fits into the real line storyline for the movies. But yeah, I mean, not to give it away, but basically you're a Jedi. This is after the Order 66 happened and the Jedi, you know, Anakin takes out, becomes Darth Vader, takes out the Jedis. But there you're this guy and you were actually being secretly trained as well as a Jedi and it, it follows you. And it's just the graphics are amazing. Like part like the story is so good that I feel like breaking my normal way of playing and putting it on like the easiest level just to enjoy the story because like the battling is so fun that you know sometimes when i'm losing i get frustrated i just want to sit and read the story and like fast forward through it but either way it's freaking great man and Um, what else oh man so of course i gotta talk about dragon quest 11 s definitive yeah i forgot you yeah i still i didn't download it yet it is so good all right let me tell you so Obviously, if you guys listen to the podcast, you know, we just went through our side quest of Dragon Warrior, the original. 
And this is obviously after Dragon Warrior changed the name to Dragon Quest, the eleventh edition. Well, they didn't. They didn't change it. That's just how the. It's just the U.S. ones were released under that. Yeah, I mean, regardless, it's yeah, same game. I mean, not, not same game, but continuation. And it's amazing. So I started out with a 3D mode, right? So the standard, let, let's do 3D mode because that's the most up-to-date. The graphics, and I'm obviously playing on the Xbox Series X, so the, the top of the line. The graphics are amazing. Like, you look at the background and, like, the grass and everything, the water, it just looks so real. But the characters on top of that are done in such a way that, obviously, the characters don't look real. They're done in more of an anime style. Anime but, shit, yeah. But it, it fits with the realness of the background. Like, it just, it looks so amazing. Like, I can't really describe it. You just have to see it. So the graphics are great, and the gameplay is fun. It's still turn-based, but, you know, in the real-world open environment, which surprisingly really, really works. And so I've had that. You know, I'm playing through that. It's amazing just as a game. I highly recommend if you love the Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest series. But then I, I switched it to 2D mode just to see how different that was. It's like a completely different... It's like the same game, but different. Like, okay, in 3D mode, it's like your typical open world game where you hit the map, you see, you know, the town you're going to, the town you're going from. Like, you can kind of see that. And even the enemies, when you're walking around, like, you can see them in the open environment and go, you know, get the jump on them before you start the turn-based battle. But when 2D mode, the map is basically just like it looks like our Dragon Warrior map, a bunch of pixels. Like, you don't know where you're going. It doesn't have map names. Like, it looks like the original Dragon Warrior map. And then the enemies also are like that original Dragon Warrior where you can't see them when you're walking around. You just happen happen upon them, and they pop up. So it's like playing that old game, the original, only updated. And it's it works. And I, I actually don't know which version I like more. But it's, Yeah, when I, when I saw you post that picture, I, I, that definitely just plucked my stupid ass on nostalgia strings really well you would love it i it's yeah i can't say enough good things i, w- I won't spoil it but highly especially, especially because i would be if, uh, if if it is available i would be playing it on the switch so it probably would be uh i, I can't fathom that the switch does the modern mode at the tier that really sells it its best you know what i mean yeah. whereas, whereas i'm sure it functions infinitely better on the switch with with those you know i don't know if you call them imposed limitations whatever however you want to word it you know that's simpler i don't presentation. know i want to like I, I wish you lived down the street like dude come over and play it on my immediately like it's so great we'll just bring it over to jimmy's house we'll play <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah so that one and then the only other game that i'm almost ashamed to say i've gotten sucked into and i blame this on the xbox perks because they had a perk or if you get it, you get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle skins. But Smite, have you played it? Nope, nope haven't even heard of it. Uh, all right, so, it, all right, Smite is a super popular game. It's a it's a MOBA multiplayer online battle arena game. There's massive esports right now. Like if you just jumped on Twitch, you could watch esports competitive about this game. And it, it was never a game that I really got into or never really tried. Courtney tried it, and she was like, "Yeah, it's not really fun." It it's surprisingly fun. Like you're battling in an arena with other people, and like it, I, I don't really don't know how to explain it other than that. But it's it's like a fun game. I I jump in for you know PvP 20, 25 minute type match type of thing. So it kind of replaces. So it's like a fighting you know, game. Or something. I don't understand. It's a it's a fighting game like a. It, it, so it's an online battle arena. So there's there's like an arena, and you pick a god, and there's like I don't know. Maybe at this point there's almost a hundred gods, maybe more. I don't know. Either way, you pick a god. Each god has specific abilities, and 
So there's like, let's say in five and five, there's each side gets five gods and you have all these minions that go with you and you're trying to get to the other side of the arena and get all your minions in this portal. And there's, I mean, you score a ticket basically for every person you get across or every enemy that you kill. And yeah, I mean, you just have to work together as a team to take out the other, the opposing players, the opposing minions and get your minions across. But obviously there's a lot of skill involved in, you know, what God you choose, what abilities, what type of God are they a tank? Are they, are they melee? Are they range? You know, how are you working together with your team? But but I mean like the actual mechanic of the game though, is it like, it's like a fighting game, like a, you know, I don't know. It's, it's like a fighting game kind of, I mean, uh, like Witcher E is what I'm picturing. Kind of. I I don't know how to explain other than that. Mm -hmm. Look it up, man. It's 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 really fun. Like it's it's not a game because it's part of esports, and I just kind of assumed, all right, that's just not my game. When I watch it, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't look fun to me. But actually, jumping in myself, it's more fun than I expected, which makes sense why it has multi million dollar championships. You know, gotta get up, gotta get up on the current games. What's going on, Josh? It uh, sounds like it's just the pass me by, dude. It's like a perfect example, of just like the old guy that's just watching the fucking train passing by. It's like, no, nope, <laughs> this is no. I'm just not getting on that train. I don't care what's on there. I don't care how much you tell me it's awesome. I'm not getting on that train. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> oh, I, don't get me wrong. I have no illusions that I'm going to somehow become amazing. And like, no, no, no. That's more of just. I got 30 minutes to kill. Let me jump in and do this fun thing and smite some guys. You know, it's like a, it's like an action board game. So yeah, I'll turn on dig dug too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, those three games are sucking all of my time away. What about you, sir? What are you jamming these days? Uh, well, I didn't really play a single fucking, actually, I shouldn't say really, I didn't play a single fucking thing uh, until just, well, I should say that's, that's a lie. Uh, on set, when I once I get things rolling and 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 uh, basically done, if I've done my job well, I don't have much to do during production. So mm. <laughs> once once we got the you know it's only a six day shoot in the first place, and once once the ball got rolling, uh, the latter the the back nine of the shoot, I would say I could pretty much just I was just sitting in this like den that uh <laughs> i had turned my office into basically or turned into my office rather and i played the f- i play the fuck out of civ 6 because <laughs> it's like you know you can multitask it's turn-based i can jump if i do have to god forbid do a little work for a second i can just yeah. jump over and do that i don't even have to turn the game off like you know i can just like fucking go, go to the other window and like uh so it's it's the perfect complement to passing time on on set so i played started playing a little bit of that and then uh, on the like on the home front as well amy has upgraded her laptop and we we call it the sim her sim machine so uh (laughs) she's upgraded her sim machine so now that she has a new sim machine she has been chomping at the bit to play civ head-to-head on on, like the local network thing we do Mm, um it's like on our wi-fi just the two of us versus a bunch of cpu players so last night we we fired up uh the the first game we, we played uh, on our new Civ machine, and we've started playing that. So I played a little bit of Civ Six, but other than that, I like I have not played any. I guess there, there have been a couple times I I I'll flip Animal Crossing on and do that balance and rotate the tires thing just to like, yeah, you know. But I mean, we're talking no joke, like eight minutes, you know. So that's I wouldn't even call that playing. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense more now why you would rely on the Switch more. I'm like, man, the Xbox and PS4 are so much more powerful. Like, why would? But I guess, yeah, being on set switches 
and yeah. die. Well, no, well, that, that's I'm not playing on my Switch. There, I'm playing on my laptop with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, they do have it on Switch, and I'm, I've, I've heard it's actually it, the the my my buddy Tony, back back in Cleveland, he has he's got it. On, he's a big he's I, you know he he actually introduced me to Civ two in the I don't know whatever the mid nineties or whatever that might have been. So you know he's he's been on the Civ train for a long time, and he also has a Switch, and he uh, recently told me that he he scored it and it was it's actually plays pretty well, like which surprises me because I mean yeah it, it it doesn't I don't think it even has touchscreen functionality, so. Hmm. My concern with it would be like the 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 interface, the UI of playing with joysticks. You know, it's I mean, it's like the Shadowgate effect. Like, fuck, you know, like that's just, it's just not the kind of game that works well for that, in my opinion. Or I would expect rather to work well. But he says, I mean, you know, his his expectations are pretty high on that front. He's a PC gamer and a half, so I think uh, it must work all right. Uh, so I've heard it's pretty good on there actually, but I I don't have that version. They they they're charging full price for it, dude. It's like sixty bucks. Like you're buying the. It's like no fucking way, assholes. <laughs> Like I'm not paying you sixty dollars for Civ Six on Switch. It's not happening. <laughs> so, wow, it's only, it's only like forty bucks on Xbox. Is it? I, I was looking. Maybe I maybe it is more. forty. I don't know. Forty's too much too. Though I wouldn't pay forty forty. <laughs> I was actually thought it was on a Game Pass, but I guess not. I was gonna say I'm like because I saw it the other day and I thought about getting it just because you were talking about it. Uh, it's. I mean, the idea of being able to play it sitting on my couch because like it's such a pain in the ass, dude. Like. My laptop, it's I've had it long enough now where the battery is not and plus it's just a high powered ass machine, so the battery was never really fucking great. So like I gotta like make sure it's plugged in. It's just a pain in the ass to lug my laptop around and take it out of my little my little work area. So I would mm-hmm. love to be able to just sit on my couch and play Civ Six with a fucking controller in my hand. That sounds really sexy, but Dude, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna pay them I'm not gonna pay them full game price for it. What's up? It's only nineteen bucks right now on Xbox. Whoa. I might have to pick it up. That's that's a price I might pay. I <laughs> <laughs> have to check it out. We we'll get off here. So yeah, so that's all I'm playing now. So let's not fuck around with that dumb shit anymore. Let's get into Dig Dug Two on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Stage theme one, bringing us into our synopsis. Josh, what's this game about? Dig Dug has decided to chill out from the pressures of the real world by taking a long overdue vacation on a beautiful Caribbean island. At last, he thinks to himself, sun, sand, surf, and no more hassles from those miserable pests, Puka and Figar. <laughs> Which, I, yeah, I love those fucking character names. But All right. <laughs> Absolutely be using them throughout the episode, FYI. Uh, <laughs> I will not just be calling them the dragon and the other dudes as, as some. Anyhow, lying in a hammock strung between the graceful palm trees, he drifts off into a blissful dream of beautiful bikini-clad native girls catering to his every wish. What the fuck? And then no fucking synopsis. That's, that's not in the game synopsis. What? <laughs> yeah, that's in the fucking, yeah, it's in the goddamn name. <laughs> And not making that shit up. But just when he thinks he's got a maid in the shade, along comes his troublesome enemies to turn his peaceful paradise into a tropical nightmare. Help Dig Dug rid the island of these irritating intruders and bring tranquility back to his vacation by the sea. And yeah, man, I don't know. What can you say? 1989 was a very different time. (laughs) As far as just, I don't know, everything, you know. Uh, So yeah, this dropped in 1989, and I somehow skipped over exactly when putting that in here. So I don't know. Late 89. 
You can look it up if you care. You probably don't. <laughs> so, what kind of game is this? This is an action puzzle game, which quite different from the original, which was more of a maze chase game. Yeah. So. That's uh, yeah, it's highly applicable to how I want to talk about the two-player game. The fact that they were—that's why, yeah—that that they worked in that puzzle element is such a big thing, and I think why, part of why, anyways, that this game really, really fucking has me hooked in, a, in many ways. You know. Yep. Just so there's so much more thought than your traditional arcade port type deal, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I already said the release shit, so the artwork, the cover art, the, the box art has a blocky but cool illustration of our main man, Dig Dug, jackhammering into an island, and looking angrily back over his shoulder at one of the dragon pecker woods, the, the Figars coming up over the horizon on the back, in the back. <laughs> and the classic title treatment is up above, but with a Roman numeral 2 below it, and the aesthetic of this is made to look like one of the islands in the game, the the, the, the two-part, which is a, is a nice, cool touch. And the subtitle, Trouble in Paradise, is down below in shitty plain white text. And the synopsis I read is on the back of the box, and he, it's here only. It's not in the manual. So if, if you didn't keep your box, you lost the narrative forever. And this would have included me. I did not say my boxes, surprisingly, given I was I was much of a, very much a collector fucker as a kid even. But <laughs> I didn't say my boxes for one reason or another. So yeah, so it's kind of like, I don't know, that's weird. They usually have those in the instruction manual, and you know, most boxes didn't get kept, which is why they're so valuable these days. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's a, it's a little bit of an oversight that you lose the story of the game if you didn't keep your box, you know? Yeah, that is weird. I would have definitely not kept the box either. Like, it's a box. Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, which is, yeah, so, I mean, now you would. <laughs> but, yeah, but back then, you didn't say shit like that. And yeah, that's why they're so fucking valuable. So yeah, there's also three screenshots back here as well, uh, as is customary, but that's all she wrote as far as that goes. And the manual, which will be in the show notes, as it always is. And it's 20 pages, counting cover panels. And I have the hard copy of this, as I posted on our socials. And that makes that the first time that's been the case for a game app. And it made me very happy to... I know, there's... I mean, it goes without saying, there's this tactile experience that goes along with that. That is, you know, to some degree or another, puts you in the back seat coming home from Toys R Us thirty years ago. You know what I mean? Thirty plus years ago with the with the game and 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 this that's a it was cool to do it that way. Oh yeah, those are awesome. Got to have the hard copies, man. If if you can get them, it just there's something different about having it in your hands. I don't know. Yep. No, no question, no question. And the covers are in full color. The innards are black and white with real screenshots. And on page two, we have the game description. And it, it describes it here as Dig Dug 2 is a strategy-oriented comical action game. And comical action game is a fun touch that I've never seen <laughs> else. And on page four, I had an interesting thought while reading the, the, the game format blurb that <laughs> this dude takes a jackhammer with him on Tropical Paradise Vacations. <laughs> like, yeah, who does that? Yeah, that's a fucked up way to live your life, man. I don't know. That's a that's just I don't know. It's just a very cumbersome way to go about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also said here, and this is where I learned it never occurred to me, uh, or I never clocked it as a kid, that there are seventy two rounds in this game, and that's a lot of fucking levels, and certainly far more than I ever experienced as a child. <laughs> yeah, that's a daunting thing to see early in this process. On page seven. The continue mode knowledge is dropped here, and uh, I think it says you just get to pick your level when you hit start after game over, and, I, and that also was something I did not know, and part, because, like, you know, when you do it, 
it just comes up like the screen looks the same the text is there and if you don't know that to to do it to hit the up button and start picking your level it will eventually just start the game you know so if you don't know to do that you will never realize that you can continue and go back to the level you were at which is critical to get anywhere anywhere in this game which is probably why i don't think i ever made it past the early teens as a child because <laughs> i didn't know how to do that so that was news to me and changed my experience of the game here dramatically <laughs> i got played much further into it into it than i ever had yes that made it much easier i didn't it's weird because at first like i read through the manual and somehow maybe it's just because it was continuing and i skipped over it you read the fucking manual i read the manual this time totally did of course like this is the one manual where there's not a whole lot that it gives you (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's one of the lesser beneficial for sure i mean other than that continuing for sure yeah yeah but but i skipped over that i think maybe because you know i was starting the game out and so I wasn't concerned about continuing. So I kind of skipped over that until I don't know, maybe I was at like round 32 or something. And then I, I went back and said, Oh look, there's continue. I don't have the like save scum anymore. <laughs> you got, Oh, so I was going to say you got to 32 without fucking continuing, but yes, save scum, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really impressive. <laughs> uh, definitely not. Yeah. Just getting past 10, that one 10 that we were, you were stuck right. on that without continuing is a fucking borderline impossible. <clears throat> So on page nine, the island drilling mechanic is explained here, and it goes as such. When you push the drill button to connect the stakes, cracks appear in the ground in the direction that Dig Dug is facing. When all the cracks are connected, the smaller portion of the island will fall off into the sea. All the monsters on that portion that is sliding into the sea will be destroyed. Using this weapon to wipe out all the monsters is the ultimate tactic. And that is much better than my rambly rundown of this on the last MAGA up when I tried to explain this mechanic to, to you. So <laughs> I thought, thought it good to read it as opposed to me trying to fucking say how that worked later on. Pages 10 and 11, enemy fragging scoring is explained here. And a mundane 200 points is awarded for most all kills via the gun, except for killing the dragons horizontally. And for some reason, this is 400 points. And I thought, I don't know, I thought that interesting. You know, and I mean, I guess it must be. Like, I don't know, because they can shoot fire up and down, too, you know? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why that's more challenging or would be considered more challenging. I feel like I don't remember them shooting fire up and down. Really? Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I was going to say it would make sense if they give you more points if you get it head on because you had to theoretically avoid the fire. Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then that totally explains it. But I I feel like they do shoot fire up and down. But Hmm. I don't know. I'll try to keep an eye. I have the play vid dialed up here when we start going through the game, so I'll try to keep an eye on how, the, how those behave. So, uh, yeah, laying waste to numerous enemies at once via drilling the scored on a sexy multiplier basis, and it goes, one enemy is worth a thousand, while the max listed amount, ten, which is, I think is the most you can get in any level, is gives you 80k if you can kill all ten at once. Wow. So, that's like, and that, honestly, you know, that's where you know, it increases exponentially between the two numbers, of course. So, like, that is where that that's where like and it's you know it's all cowboy shit. Really, if you if you want to just ramrod through the game, you know, you can probably if you just like use the gun, it's so much safer and so much your probability of success is so much higher. But there it it, it does such an incredible job between satisfaction and of course the scoring to incentivize you to cowboy shit your way to using that drilling mechanic to kill multiple at once, you know, and it's just it's the perfect balance of that. To, to incentivize you and make you want to take that much more difficult road 
for the payoff of at least the perceived simplicity of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it, oh, yeah. it's just, it's such a good, it, that's, that's what, that's what really makes this game work for me. Yeah. Plus, I mean, plus you have to hit the gun like what, three or four times. So right, yeah. if you have a lot of enemies that are moving fast, like if you can quickly drop them in the ocean, that's way safer than trying to. But yeah, again, that's the thing though. Cause like, even if you are in that situation, I think, think it's probably still safer than trying to rely on those fucking movement mechanics that we'll talk about later and like (laughs) and like frantically get that drill to work the way you want like you're just so much more likely to die if you're if you're in like a high pressure situation you know what i mean like yes if you can like from afar kind of strategize and 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 keep yourself keep a distance between you and harm like yeah of course much better but like when you're in like a frantic thing it's almost never advantageous to go the route of trying to use the drill because it's just oh yeah it's so much less predictable you know i would agree with that 100 <laughs> percent. yeah so on page 13 there's some next level score pursuit tactics explained here and the veggies appear in the game they're kind of like it's 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 namco it's like pac-man so it's it's not surprising that they have this kind of similar to the pac-man thing with the fruit but veggies appear when you drill three pieces of an island off so any three pieces in a level if you once they fall into the ocean a veggie appears. So I never knew. Also, this is another example of just not reading. The, I must not read the manuals because I talk shit about having done that as a kid or at least internalized whatever I might have read in the manual because I never did this as a kid. So that's the catalyst. So, I, it, you know, mm-hmm. you can make that happen pretty easily and pretty predictably, you know, anytime you want. So uh, using that for score scoring tactics is, is, is pretty easy to do. And each veggie is round specific and worth more in each advancing level, of course. Mm. And you can also, another little mm, score thing, uh, the fish jump out of the water while you play. And it didn't really explain it here, but it's basically it basically happens when you cut a piece of the island off. So, like, the easiest way to do this is when you see they have those little opportunities where it's just, like, a one square block, you know? And it's, like, most of it's already pre-drilled for you. If you hit that fourth one and knock that little tiny one square into the thing, you know exactly where the fish is going to come out. And you can pop it with with your gun real quick and those are worth 500 a piece if you can shoot those before they go back into the water you know so that's a super tough one to to do i probably only even knowing that and 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 you know only even trying it in in the most safe of situations when there's like maybe one enemy left far away from me (laughs) you know i still very rarely was able to pull that off it's very tough to to do the drill get yourself lined up in the middle of the block and shoot your gun before that fucker goes back down it's very difficult to, to hit on any of those did you you get a single one of them when you were playing? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But like I I played this game with a different goal in mind. And maybe it's I I feel like each game for me nowadays, like I'd never play it with the score in mind. Oh yeah, I don't I I'm not, I'm not score motivated either, you know, but I am like perfection motivated, mm. you know. Yeah. And, and and especially for the purpose of this game of these episodes, like I do my best to like you know, have the whole experience so I can talk about it knowledgeably. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But yeah, normally I, I don't give a flying fuck about scores either. I, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think in general, like I'm all about, let me beat this game, you know, like, let me, let me conquer the game. And so I was like, let me just get through the levels. So I, I wasn't even thinking about like, even though, yeah, I read the guide and I, I definitely made a mental note about how I could get more points as I was going through it. It was just like, yeah, I want to just complete this level like that. That's really the goal. Especially as you move through the game, that has to become your top priority or you won't be doing either. (laughs) (laughs) But now thinking about it, kind of like we did in our two player playthrough, I'm like, I could go back and go for a higher score now. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, yeah, that's, it's, 
super impressive how how much fun the two player is of this. And let's you know, we'll save it to you. Yeah. Page 14, when they give you some winning strategies here. I love when they give you these. They're always, I don't know, they're always funny to me. But the first one is monsters who do not change their shape cannot cross over cracks. When they approach Double D, which is how I'll, how I'll reference our, our protagonist going forward, <laughs> Double D, you use the drill to make cracks to get away. Drilling cracks is very important. And I just love that sentence so much. Drilling, <laughs> because drilling cracks is very important. <laughs> Like yeah. a, a critical defensive measure that you have to employ later in the game, or you are, are fucked, buddy. And the other one is when a monster crosses over a crack, he will change his shape, which causes his speed to decrease. So Dig Dug should double D should use this situation to his advantage by crossing back and forth over the cracks to get away. And drilling long horizontal lines is most effective. So they you know they can't they have to either go all the way around it or turn into that slower form. You know what I mean? And, and I, you know, I'd, I'd never really thought of using this mechanic purely for defense in all my experience with the game. So reading yeah. this may, yeah, made me really excited about going in with like that kind of in my uh, in my utility belt, if you will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's it for the manual. Well, how about some notable history? I imagine able to, you know, kind of fucking arcade legend lineage that this game has. There's got to be some shit. You would think, but surprisingly, I did not find anything. I mean, really? yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, this actually came out in the arcades in 1985. So the second, it, yeah, it a, yeah, the first one is from like the fucking early, like the 81 or something, right? Yeah, I feel like the first one's from like 81 or 82. And so two came out in the arcade in 85. So this port, if it came out in 89, it's still four years old. So yeah. fun game, you know, it didn't really do performance wise what they hoped it would do and i think that's just because of you know the timing we're about to release super nintendo and this is technically four years old coming out you know yeah. and it was from the original so people i guess maybe people just expected more like the original and this is more of a different kind of game so for sure yeah i mean I, you know i uh, it's you know it's certainly tough to, like i i didn't i didn't ask for this game like this game you know my mom bought me this game like as a random thing that i imagine stemmed from her having that Atari and us playing that Atari a lot and, and Dig Dug being such a prominent Atari game that she, you know, when she'd been walking the aisles and just like looking to buy something for whatever the fuck that the occasion was, you know, that like, it must've just jumped out to her, you know, having the, like the brand recognition almost, you know, makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I never in a million years would have asked for Dig Dug <laughs> to, you know, it just never would have, that never would even cross my mind. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. And the last thing we do here, sometimes, though not much lately, is economic analysis. And, I mean, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not much economy in this game, really. stage theme of the two that this game offers you on the musical front bringing us into the playthrough of dig dug 2 on the nintendo entertainment system and the first thing you experience as we always do with these games is the title screen and it's pretty simple as one i'd imagine for an arcade port you hit power there's a very brief music cue that accompanies the title treatment rolling in from screen right and Dig Dug 2 dominates the screen, the title treatment up top, and there is a one-player and two-player menu option below that, 
and one of the pukas is your select cursor for that menu, uh, the grunt enemy, and that's kind of fun. And then a demo starts very quickly thereafter. Normally we kind of get into the first level and then talk controls, but I thought we'd just talk controls period first before we even start talking about levels. And just in general, I would say, I kind of had to invent a new system. It occurred to me as I started doing this that, yeah, we didn't have a system for just like very ultra simple arcade ports, you know? So like <laughs> every time we do a new type of game, I got to like figure out how the fuck we're going to talk about it for any length of time. So yeah, so with controls, it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's a top-down game. So, you know, the well, first, as far as the screen looks, you got your score in the top left. You got your high score in the middle. You got a score to the right there if you're playing two-player. If you're not, just the round and lives, or the round you're playing in, rather, and the number of lives you have left are in the top right. And with controls themselves, A fires the jackhammer, B fires the gun, and you can move up, left, right, down. And there is no diagonal. So... That's it. Play ball. That's all you need to know to play the game, really. And you know, there's there's say some beauty in the simplicity of that, of course, with a, with an arcade board game like this. That's that's just about usually about dexterity. But you know, again, we've already said it a couple times now. Like what the, the puzzle, the real time puzzle element of this is is you know a, a big part of the mechanic too. But each stage has a time and position, and after a certain amount of time, what I call frenzy mode starts, and that is marked by another music cue. All enemies thereafter scoot faster than they than they moved prior to to it. So you know that of course increases the difficulty dramatically. <laughs> and when you die with lives remaining, you respawn with any killed enemies in the stage still gone, and any land masses excavated still absent. So you know that's very important <laughs> because if you you know that one that we were having, I think it's ten level ten that we had serious trouble with. If you've cut off that part of the island that you need to you know create Fall space between, yeah 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 to, to stay alive at all if you've cut that off errantly in any way that hasn't dramatically reduced the number of enemies that you have to deal with when you restart after dying like that's gone and you have nowhere to go <laughs> and like, you know you can you can really fuck yourself long term if, if you you know if, if things go poorly in that regard and if you've also if you've surpassed frenzy mode before dying when you restart the level that is also still the case too so that's you know there it is, it is very punitive to die mid-stage there is no like kid gloves about that at all you know if you've whatever you've done is is still the case when you respawn so that's you know that's pretty that's a no bullshit mechanic for sure you know <laughs> And when you get down to only one enemy remaining, after a beat for them uh, to realize they're all alone, the last enemy will straight up commit suicide. <laughs> and that Dude. is just <laughs> yeah, it's like, so fun. It's so I, fun was, I was wondering why, why that was happening. It oh happened. My, oh my God, dude. What is the deal? Why are they, why is that happening? <laughs> oh my God, dude. Oh my God, dude. So I'm watching the playthrough of this fucking superior Dig Dug 2 player. That I, I I had already watched, and I did. He just blew past stage ten, and just because it's such been such a conversation piece already for us this morning, you can cut off that hole into the island that all those dudes are on. What? Yes, and just drop them all into the ocean before they come anywhere near that left hand side. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you have to play as soon as we get done, just to do that. <laughs> Uh, anyways, sorry, yeah, that, that was off track. I just I'm fucking playing over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the suicide thing is crazy, dude. They, they like look, they like, they, they, 
I don't know. Maybe they're not committing suicide. Maybe they're just like looking back or rather just going for like swimming for it, you know, depending on how morbid your outlook on life might be. Mine is very, very morbid. So I view it as suicide. <laughs> but yeah, they like run to the edge and then they look back at you a moment, almost as if like threatening you, you know, like a child does before they do something stupid. <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed to be no rhyme or reason because like it happened a couple times in a row. But then there were other stages where they didn't do it, where they just kept coming after me. So I'm like, what what causes them to either jump in the water versus continue to fight? Like, I don't, I, 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 don't think, know. I think it's I think it's one part how long. The friends like how long there's only been one enemy left. And then, two, I think it requires like a certain amount of distance. If you like if you're if you're, you know, if you let them kind of just fuck off on their own they'll eventually just do it. Whereas if you, you know, if you stay close to them, I think they'll, they'll chase you. You know what I mean? That makes that, sense. That, that was my best like gauging of, of how that worked. Cause yeah, it, there, there is no like definitive 10 seconds. And then, you know, there's none of that for sure. It's definitely uh, seemingly random. So there's gotta be some sort of input you have on their behavior. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's comparable to, I, I would say it's comparable to in the first game. If you played enough dig dug one, the last enemy, like after you killed all the enemies other than one, the last one would immediately transform to their ethereal form and head straight to above ground. And then once they got above ground, just try to run off the screen to, to escape your wrath. You know, <laughs> so, uh, it, it's, it's bad for you only in that it fucks you out of points, really, you know? Yeah. I don't nice. know if you're just approaching it, as you described, just trying to get through it, like that's kind of a weird thing to even have for the game, the game to do to you. <laughs> There's no, you know, no upside for it. And when you restart the game over, you can straight up, yeah, just pick your level to start on and up to the highest level you, you've reached already. We've already kind of talked about that a little bit, and that's pretty fucking cool. The controls, I would say, generally speaking, the controls are good, but it is one of those games where you're kind of on a grid, and it can really fuck you when you're trying to line up to shoot one of these dudes, and even more so, I think it happens with the precision drilling, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah we talked about it a little bit when we were doing the two-player thing, but like, you can't make two quick turns in a row. Like the way the grid move, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to exactly how to describe that, but just the way the, 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 the area that you can move in the game, the way your character experiences it, he can't, he has to move a little bit to like the next click before double D can turn again. And, and like, you know, we were saying even how like, you know, like you, it, it, as hard as it is to explain, you 100% know what it is as you're playing. And like, you can see it becoming a problem even before it becomes a problem. <laughs> like, it's so frustrating because like, you know that you're fucked sometimes. And that is the worst in a game like this where you can see the end and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, I have to go down, then left, then go right to actually hit the thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I can't make all three of those movements in <laughs> the time this thing's going to give me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And one one other like predictable aspect of the control set is the islands always crumble from bottom to top, and you can use this strategically to give you more time to scramble off of it if you're up high. So if you start your drilling lower on the screen of a big area that you are on, and you strategize it correctly, you can give yourself more time than if you were on the bottom part of the screen than on the top to get off that side that's going to crumble into the ocean, you know, and that, yep. that, that can be a strategy that works to your, to your advantage uh, as you play too. So yeah, that's the, I mean, is there anything that, I mean, you would say control wise that I wasn't thinking of there or do you want to no, just that's pretty much it, man. It, it's funny. Cause I, 
Yeah, I, I'll save it. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> All right. We're, so, yeah, so, you know, round one is where you start. And a great little music uh, cue plays on the station identification screen you get before a stage starts. And that's that's probably the tune that is most that or let me the level victory tune are probably like the the doon 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 yeah that like that that is like stuck in my head after I play this game. So that's that's usually a good sign of, of a good little chip tune ditty is if you get fucking in your head after afterwards, you know. Yeah, they're pretty they're very simple but very catchy. And the text on the black screen reads, Ready Player One, Round One, and that's center mass on the card. And beneath it, it shows the enemies in the stage, both the number and the type, which is a, a real nice touch. And in this first case, on the first stage, there's three pukas and two figars. And, you know, that kind of lends itself to the idea that this is where you're strategizing about how to play this game begins. Like, you have a brief moment before you even see the stage where you know how many enemies are out there, so... You can kind of internalize that and, if possible, use it to your advantage as you play the stage. You know what I mean? So it's just like a, the, the first inkling of that is, is planted here even before you see the level you're going to play. And that, to me, is cool. And you get maybe five or six seconds there while the music cue plays out. So you have that much time to, you know, register that information. And then you cut to the stage. And there on this first one, it's just like two seconds of silence that you can also... it's, it's a good, the, You can see the whole island uh, in the stage on on one screen later on they use this moment for like a preview moment where it, it, once the the levels the islands are bigger than one screen width it will like pan back and forth on the on the whole space to show you the whole landscape before shit goes live you know and and in those cases it's usually a little longer than a couple seconds and it gives you more time so as the game you know theoretically that results and as the game becomes more difficult there's more enemies the, the islands are bigger and crazier and weirder you have more time you know albeit you know minute increments but you have more time to kind of get a feel for that and see what figure out what the hell you're going to do and how you're going to approach this thing <laughs> you know which is also you know lending itself to the strategy element that i like so much about the game oh yeah you got to be focused it's like you gotta it's almost like i look at that and you can't look away. Like my kids are in the room. Like I, I got to focus. So, <laughs> yeah. so I can get my strategy down. Like, okay, Figar's there. I got to go left. And then, okay, I got to cut that off yeah. quickly. All right, let's go. You know, this is game time. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, I, I don't know if you clocked it or not, but the shit is not, it's not set in stone. The enemy alignment and like the starting places, basically. Like, yeah, there, you know, I, I noticed it in like just, you know, dying on the level and then restarting it. And like seeing it immediately, being able to tell like there's there's the one I want to say it was the it was the one that you died on on the on the third on the last playthrough the one that you you're, you're the last level where the, there's like it's kind of symmetrical and there's the two in the two groups of enemies on each side and then you start oh, yeah. there, you know when I played it the first time we got there there's there was the puka right above me you know there's sometimes yeah. the, there's a puka like just two clicks above you and you got to kill that fucker immediately. And then when you started that stage, that one wasn't, it wasn't there. So they, there are different ways that they do the layout to also add randomness and difficulty to this, you know? So yeah, there's, there's no shortage of need for the strategizing in those moments. You know what I mean? Because that's, you, you can't just memorize it and, and blow through this game that way. There, Cause there's, there's different multiple ones, you know what I mean? 
I like it like that. That makes it, sure, you yeah. know, more, that gives it much more playability. 1000%. Yeah. And in a game like this, like, yeah, if it were just, if you could just play this game rote, I mean, there wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have no replayability. <laughs> <laughs> There's certainly not a deep game beyond the strategy element or the puzzle element, rather. And so, yeah, so the, like, you know, whatever the hell happens there, you get, you get a little bit of a brief moment to kind of take a breath and look at things and then boom, it's fucking action time. And, you know, it, uh, it, a weird thing I actually noticed about that. Did you notice you could use your drill in that preview moment? Yes. I was like, okay. Yeah. What's well, like, I would, I, use that, I would use that moment when I would forget which button was which. Like, if I, <laughs> yo, dude, that is a really else. good explanation for it. That is a really good explanation for it. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely, even though, you know, like clearly they're always the same, you can definitely have a moment there where you're like, fuck, I can't remember which button's which. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, that is a really good point. I hadn't thought of any specific utility for it, but that is a very, very good proposal for that. <laughs> uh, so that's funny. So yes, yeah, so you can you can do that to get yourself again, just kind of get your shit calibrated. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this first island is is a square, uh, though that I would say that, or not, I wouldn't I wouldn't say, but that they are that the the top and bottom right corners are rounded, and and that kind of lends itself in my mind to making this. With the with the drill holes the way they are too, you could turn this island into a D, I think, if you wanted to, a capital D, you know, which oh, which yeah. is pretty fun, you know. So, yeah, I've never I've never taken the time to carve it out, but looking at the jackhammer holes, I, I think you probably could if you wanted to, and that you know they do that a lot with these levels, just like sometimes it's glaringly apparent what it is, sometimes it's like an allusion to something that you could turn it into if you wanted to, you know what I mean? And that is a really yeah. That's a, that's an extra layer of just I don't know I don't know if depth is the right word but just like you know time spent on task with development just like making it more fun and and just thinking about it more and not making it just a random assortment of shit <laughs> you know of ones and zeros is, is really cool and and commendable thing to do as a developer with a game like this. Oh yeah, the more and it's funny the more I stare at like the stage one, the fact that the first two, like the ones on the top and right top right and bottom right are rounded lends me to believe that you could probably just jackhammer that top little line and the whole thing would drop. Yeah. 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 For sure. I guess maybe that, I guess that makes it harder. So you couldn't just do that and be like, all right, I'm done. Cause then you would immediately die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that, you know, the, so the way this is this first stage, we're not, we're not going to do this for every stage, but just for the, to, I don't know, give us something to talk about with the shit. We'll talk about the first two levels in this way, but yeah, so there's, there's the way this is laid out. There's four of the enemies that are on the left-hand side of a crack already made down the, the straight down the middle. And it's a short, like one drill away from being able to cut half the Island off. And the last enemy is dead center at the bottom, just to the right of that fissure. So yeah, this stage is set up in a way where you can dump all five of these pricks into the drink immediately, like the beat, the stage, like maybe three seconds it would take if you do it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, that's the primary one. That's the primary reason I've never explored that carving out the D idea. It's just completely irresistible to not go that optimal murdering route. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like knowing how turnkey it is, you can't resist. And that, that is, a, that is, is, is maybe the core enjoyment factor. Like there, there's an element of this game. We already talked about it, but like there's just an element of it that's just, it's irresistible to behave a certain way sometimes. And it's amazing I don't know. It's like that 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 can be built into a game. Like it's you know the the instinctive like just uh, you know almost addiction level satisfying thing that that it does for you. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Um, Jump them in the ocean. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything that you, the, the first levels? How do, so you had never played this game, right? Right, right. I had never played it. Okay. So when you first saw this first level, like, I don't know, talk about that experience. Like, because, you know, I was, of course, playing that level from, a, I know how to do that the second I turned this Nintendo on. So, like, how did your first, like, uh, handling of the, the this game's mechanics and shit go? Well, it's it's funny because I never ever like I didn't for the first several maybe 10, 12 islands I like never touched the gun. I only used the jackhammer. Really, I thought for sure you were about to say I didn't fuck with the jackhammer just because the unfamiliarity with it. That's hilarious. No, I mean because you got I mean you have all the those cracks already ready for you and everything. It's kind of just like, yeah, I want to drop these dudes in the ocean immediately. So that's kind of <laughs> kind of what I tried to do, you know? So I just ran around until I, you know, dropped most of the guys in the left end and then, you know, figured out a way to drop the, the remaining Figar in. So yeah, I, I never touched the gun because that was just, yeah, it's there. Yeah, I can do that, but that takes longer to blow these guys up. And, and I wasn't even at first... I guess at first I was kind of playing it more lazy. I wasn't thinking like to pump the guys up really fast and move, you know, it was kind of just like, eh, that takes too long. Dropping these guys into the ocean is far more fun. Let's yeah. do that. It's, it's like, it's like ever handing off to a running back in football. It's like, it's imbecile football, dude, throw the ball. There's no reason to ever run the ball. You're an idiot to ever throw the ball. It's just stupid or to ever run the ball. Rather, it's just dumb yeah. and inefficient. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously my strategy would change completely later because I would have no choice. And then <laughs> yeah. it, would, it would completely flip and I would rely on the gun first, you know. But. Yeah. That's funny. I, I, Dude, I was sitting there listening to you say that. And I was like, he is going to tell me that he didn't even fuck with that drill for the first fucking, you know, 10, <laughs> 10 minutes of this game. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so round two comes next, as you might expect. And in this case, it is two Pukas, two Figars. And I don't know what is this. What would you call it? Like an X? That's an X. Is that what that's supposed to be? What they're that they're making as far as the layout of the level goes? Seems like that kind yeah. of. Yeah. And yeah, this one, you know, the first one, it's like I, I don't know. You, you know, I mean, you already proved that. Like, you know, you walked in this game and all you wanted to do was drill. So you know, I I don't know how much I this is right and maybe it's just my opinion but like you know some of the some of the, the first level i feel like kind of in, you know you don't necessarily immediately see it like the inclination to use the drill you know it might you might think to you the gun would be more efficient but in this case like because they're all partitioned off on their own ends of those that the each point of the x mm-hmm. and the existing like fissures are kind of spiral, spiraling out of the center where double d starts and it, it makes just like it's only one cut to lop each one of those arms off you know what I mean? And that to me, like, I don't know, just like a, a visceral in, uh, inclination to use the drill here. You know what I mean? Because like you can do it. You can, you can see it immediately, that, like how quickly that could work for you and just knock this level out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like if on the first level you were inclined to use the gun and you're like, hey, I'm pumping these guys up. This reminds you, hey, look, this is easier and fun. Try yep. it this way. Exactly. And yeah, that's like fucking brilliant game design, you know, the fucking tutorial component. So, yeah. So, yeah. And it's funny, too, because, yes, like it 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 urges you to do that and teaches you the, obviously the benefits of that and maybe gets you a little more experience with it for when things get harder later on trying to implement it. But it also teaches you that this can be a trap, you know, because you so you cut these things off. The first three work just fine. 
So you cut, you know, however, any, any one of them, it doesn't really matter even which one. They're all set up to, to kind of right from that little hub thing. You can cut each one of them off with kind of the same amount of the island being removed. But once you cut three off, if you do that fourth one the same way, you're going to fall into the ocean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, then the, the last arm will be the bigger part of the island. And I think that's what this is about, is teaching you, reminding you of that and getting that internalized in you. So later on, when you have to make those split second decisions, like how, like, especially when it's close, you know, and like trying to figure out and there's nothing worse than getting that wrong. <laughs> it's like, no. oh, mother- <laughs> <laughs> like, I know for sure. No. And like, you know, and you can't even go back. There's no way to like do the math on it. You know, it's, it requires two split seconds of, of decision making. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the like really fun, like gotcha moments in this game. Is when you make that when you make a bad call <laughs> about that, you know what I mean? But yeah, so that teaches you that. So if if if, if it, it, you know, if it, you you have to basically either lure that last guy off that arm or pin him so far on it that you can do a smaller cut than you maybe had done from the hub for the first three. And, and yeah, that um, that's a very cool teaching. Yeah. I've- and I, I think even in my singular play and or my solo play, as well as when we played together, you know, I cut off three and then the last person was just up in my face at that point. I had no choice but to use the gun. Yeah, you don't, you don't do it fast enough. You can. It, that's almost a, 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 um, a blessing, you know, in, in yeah. disguise. But um, if, you, if you really get at those fuckers quickly, you can also if you're really, you know, if you, you want to you're really kicking ass in this game, you're amazing. You can also cut all of them you like you can you can run up into their arm and cut them all so small that it also nullifies the, the everything i just said you know what i mean mm, that yeah. like you you can cut them off so small that the hub stays the bigger part too if you really are are a go-getter <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that's super difficult and probably cowboy shit too you're probably putting yourself more at risk than is necessary for the level two <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that's the first two, man. And like you know, like I said, it wouldn't be much fun to sit and go through each one of the levels. So I thought we would just kind of get into broader strokes after after talking about the minutia of those first two. And one of the fun things about this game that if you play it, get far enough far enough in it to me was the dig dug theater things. Which I, again, like because I never got to stage these are at after every sixteen stages in the game. There's seventy two total, so you get four instances of this in the game. Or 48, uh, five, sorry. And <clears throat> I never saw one as a kid, so I didn't even know these existed. When this happened the first time, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's, you know, I don't know, uh, a game that I owned and thought that I, you know, had seen everything and played everything and enjoyed it to its most maximum, you know, with the exception, I knew I didn't beat it. But, you know, I just kind of anticipated that it was like an arcade game and like that didn't really matter that you weren't going to have any unique experience. You were just going to play 70 or however many levels and, you know, game over. That was the part. Loop, yeah. yeah, loop and do it again. So, yeah, so having this crop up was super fun and, and I was very pleased that that was the case. And so this first one, and yeah, it comes after stage 16 and... The it's very reminiscent actually of the Pac-Man interstitial stitials rather, and that makes a lot of sense given this is Namco that that programmed this, you know, which is the same company that did Pac-Man. So not at all surprising there's some some uh thematic overlap in that regard. So yeah, this is this first one it says it pops a dig dug theater, it says in text on a black card.
then Double D and Apuka are chasing each other back and forth on this on, on a black screen. Also incredibly similar to the first Pac-Man interstitial where a ghost is chasing him. And then I think Pac-Man chases the ghost. And uh, in, in this case, the, the Puka gets way ahead on the on the re, on the return trip coming from screen right out of Double D's range. And then Double D fires a projectile dart from across across the screen to frag it. And I mean, yeah, I mentioned it just jokingly when we were playing two player, but like, where the fuck? How about that power up? Why why is that not in the game? You know, you should be able to earn that in some way, shape, or form just for fun. You know, even if it's incredibly difficult to achieve, because that would be a huge help and a super fun addition to the mechanics of this game. Oh man, I thought it was coming. Like I thought, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it didn't. You know, like, wait a minute, I thought that was coming later on or something. Where is it? Yeah, I'm assuming you didn't beat it either, um, t- taking a giant leap in, in that assumption. Uh, and, you know, I, we although I'm, I'm watching this super fucking superhero uh, Dig Dug player too here, and I don't ever see him shooting anything in his, his game either. So I'm, if he didn't get it, then it doesn't exist, I'm, I'm thinking. But, you know, I was thinking perhaps there is, you know, we're not masters of this game by any length. Maybe it does exist, and we just didn't get it. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I'm surprised, Josh, that you didn't get through all the levels, sir. Oh, I yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, fucking. And there, there definitely was no shooting. The high score in our head-to-head fucking couch co-op too. So you're the big swinging dick, dig dug two player, Jay. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did not. Uh, and I have my reasons for it. Actually, I think. I think they're justified. But we'll talk about those here um, a little <laughs> later. And yeah, I mean, a- after that, uh, it, it's kind of cool too. After that, the. It, there, you know, these these Dig Dug Theater things kind of act as like, I don't know, like chapter like turning of the page. Like, a, you know, you're moving into a different chapter of the game uh, because after you come out of this interstitial, the island grass color in the stages turns like a drab gray color, you know, so it kind of just changes the aesthetic of the game every time you do one of these or you you have one of these. So, you know, that's kind of cool. And the second one of these comes after stage 32. And in this one, Double D walks out from screen left, and there's a drilling hole in his sights, like in the middle of the screen. And he starts drilling, which kind of gets him into the spinning motion. And then a Puka and a Figar each walk out from opposite sides of the screen, and they meet in the middle uh, below him, and they're just watching Double D basically start to spin faster and faster. And eventually he gets sucked down the hole (laughs) as they watch. (laughs) And then they just kind of have like a little you know, a uh, uh, satisfied celebration dance of <laughs> watching that. So it's kind of fun that like, I don't know, I, I, you, you know, he's the hero. Like it's weird to me almost that he has, that he dies <laughs> you know, or, or loses or whatever it would be in, in one of these. I found that a little bit surprising, but yeah, kind of fun, kind of fun. So yeah, that's the only two. That's kind of the that's one of the things that led to me not finishing this game, dude. Is that they? That's the, that's all of them. Well, it's it's kind of all of it. It's 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 all of them until the end of the game. You get a different one at the end of the game, but at the forty-eight and what is that? Forty-eight and fifty-four, sixty-four. I think it's sixty-four. Yeah, sixty-four. Yeah. So yeah, at the you get they just repeat these same ones man i thought you know what i'm glad you mentioned that because i was sitting there and i was like are these the same ones that i see these already so i, I was confused so i thought for a second i was like okay maybe they're all the same and i'm just missing it <laughs> that's no, the man. reason why if they're just repeating them <laughs> yeah you know that kind of gets us to how far we got man uh, you know the i after stage 48 
I got that exact same Dig Dug Theater show as after stage 16. And, you know, it's already like at that point, that late in the game. And I don't know if you agree or not, but like the drilling component of the game kind of goes out the window. You, you don't, the, the thing, like the stage starts, they're immediately, they immediately go into frenzy mode in most cases. If they, if it's not immediately, it's shortly thereafter and they're fucking flying around the screen and there's so many of them. And most of the stages are physically so constricted that that creates way too much of a problem to even think about strategically drilling things, you know? So, you know, that's kind of a lot of the fun of the game is that. And, and so it was already like, I was already kind of just like, it became a little bit, I don't know, like a chore <laughs> to, to, to continue to progress. And then when they did that and showed me the same thing and kind of, in essence, took away the reward for enduring that, I was kind of just like, fuck, you know, if you're not going to fucking try, neither am I. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it, I don't know, it turned me off. And that that's when I was like, fuck this. I, I, I think I, I can talk about this game knowledgeably now. I don't need to do this anymore. And that's that's when I turned it off after 48 interesting man wow okay <laughs> so, it's funny because i remember thinking that after specifically after 48 thinking like hmm was that the same one i wonder but like it was so hard getting to 40 like beating 48 i feel like that i was like i wonder if it's going to be hard again after that like if it's going to be intense and like the intensity went down. oscillate a little bit like when you come out of i want to say if you come out of 32 because, like, th- level 31 is that one that I posted. So, like, you know, it, yeah. it ramps up hard to 32. When you come out of 32, it kind of, like, drops back down. You know what I mean? And you yeah. kind of start – it goes back to green, and it's kind of like a, a lull a little bit in the difficulty, I felt. You know? So, yeah, it does oscillate a little bit, you know, and and, 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 and as opposed to just continuously ramping up harder and harder. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. But, I mean, I, I flew through uh, from, like, 36 through 40 like no problem but yeah like after 48 i don't know i i kind of ignored the theater at that point though because because i couldn't remember if it was the exact same one i was like eh whatever but like each of the rounds was still unique to me so like the theater itself wasn't important because i was having so much fun trying to get through each unique round you know it was kind of like it's kind of like at this point it was kind of like candy crush Like, the only the annoying factor was that I had to sit at my computer and I couldn't just be walking, you know, on my couch playing. But otherwise, <laughs> it was like, no, I want to go beat that next level because there were still some rounds where, as you got later, you could still use the jackhammer and try to do that. And of course, yeah, some of them not. You were still running around just trying to avoid and use the gun. But they were so different that there was a lot of them that were still fun. So I could did you? I feel like there was. You know, we talked about that lull a little bit. I like, I feel like they also repeated a few or something. Like, I remember thinking, like, is this this is the same level? Like, I don't remember any of those. No, maybe maybe that was all in my head. Then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on any on any. Uh, I'm not gonna fight hard that that was the case for sure because I'm not <laughs> certain at all. But yeah, I remember like yeah, there was just like a, a you know just it became monotonous for me. And hmm. when they when they coupled the monotony with the lack of effort with the interstitials, I was just like. I, I think I got it. I'm good. And I also, I, I don't think I knew I hadn't. Cause yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't clock that 72 round thing until after I had quit 
And like, oh, really? so I also didn't know how long I had to go to the end. And that was the thing too. Like I kind of, you know, games like this, sometimes, you know, bubble bobble has got a hundred levels. <laughs> like, you know, some of these fucking arcade ports, it's just like, they're created to suck as many quarters out of you as humanly possible. So who the fuck knows how long this shit goes on, <laughs> you know? And if like, you know, all those other things are going wrong and I don't know how much longer I have left. It's like, yeah. No. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, I, I remember noting that it had 72 from the beginning. And so I was like, all right, I remember thinking, okay, we'll see how far I get. And after after that round freaking 31, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm a, I'm going to make it like very much farther. But then after I got the 48, it seemed like the jump was easy after that. Like I flew through a, like most of them after that. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's impressive, Jay. <laughs> totally worth it, though. Totally worth it. Like, it was so so fun. Like, I, I felt like it was like a challenge at that point. Like, I needed to get to the end. But, like, I, because I, I didn't know if there were going to be intense levels or if there were going to be more, you know, Dude, fun that, levels. And those, it was like a mix of them. So, I, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, the most intense one ever was 72. It, it was not at all, which was kind of a nice break. Yeah. I was fucking, too. I, you know, I, I pulled up a playthrough video because uh, – because I wanted to confirm, like talking about that dig dug shit, I wanted to confirm that those were the same ones, and, and find out like how that played out. And so I was yeah watching this this dude playing this game, and he's it's actually one of the a play play video where he's got the little camera of him next to it, you yeah. know, next next so you could see his reactions to shit, which is uh, you know, clearly way more fun way to experience a playthrough video. <laughs> but yeah, when it, towards the end of the game, man, like those levels, I was like, I was watching those levels, like fuck, dude, like they're they looked intense as shit to me, man. So I don't know. I guess I don't know, man. I had a zone. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we'll get to it, but yeah, there were a couple where I was able to drop like almost all the enemies into the ocean at once, and I didn't even know I was doing it. I was just like, "Oh snap! Oh snap! This is great!" So. Yeah. That's great. You're fucking flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, it's 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 fucking. It's a good game, man. Uh, okay. So I mean, you know that. Yeah, I I didn't finish. So I mean, you know that. You know, we we mentioned they don't have. Well, I don't know. Do you want to? I, I guess because you play the levels. Do you want to like get us to seventy two? Is there any like? Are there any specifics other than talking about? You know, we have we want to we, we plan on talking about our three favorite levels here uh, at, towards the end of this. Like, is there like a a general any general anything you would say about the latter stages of the game, like forty eight to seventy two, that I didn't firsthand experience that you haven't already said, or do you want to just kind of get to that last the end of game moment? Uh Nah, nothing I haven't really said. We'll uh, they won't be covered later. <laughs> in the okay, yeah. word. So yeah, so you know they, they and it kind of makes it all the more interesting to me that they repeat because they do have another. They have a, a unique one after round seventy two, like an in game state, you know, and it you know starts the same dig dug theater, and there are five pukas and five figars, and they're dancing kind of like a well-spaced, well-choreographed number across the screen, just the enemies. And then they all dash off in, in, a, in a bunch of different directions. Kind of, I don't know, like I feel like they're alluding to something very specific uh, in like the musical world or something that I might not know because I'm not a, not a musical guy all that much. But uh, <laughs> it, it looked like very well-choreographed and well done. They all kind of scatter in every direction. And then... Double D walks in from top of screen and he's joined on each side by a Puka and a Figar. They like walk out from the sides of the screen and they look to like they, they meet there in the middle of the screen. And they kind of look like they're maybe doing a bow to the audience kind of deal, you know, like after at the end of a after a, a theater performance. 
which is kind of fun and cool. And then they walk off screen bottom together and towards the end they kind of they they all split off and uh, the the two enemies kind of go off in a diagonal and dig dug keeps walking straight to the bottom of the screen there and then the game immediately restarts at round one <laughs> so that's the yeah. whole end of game deal there's no credits of any kind which was kind of surprising to me but also it's an arcade game so not 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 totally earth shattering either and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, like the, watching those last few levels, dude. I mean, they're absolutely nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. They also all seem to be spelling something too, which was cool. And like, but like, not quite clear enough to be able to see exactly what it was. Like, they, they're, they're, it looked to me that there was a clear initiative to make them definitively something. Like, I'm looking at one now, and it's kind of like a K and A, a Z, like K A Z. Is that like the initials of one of the programmers? Maybe you know, like this is round 53. I'm looking at here on the playthrough vid, and yeah, it's it's one like just undoubtedly K A Z that I'm looking at here. Oh, um, there were there were tons of letters throughout, but like they weren't at least as far as I could tell spelling anything specific. You know, maybe I would have to go through and watch a video and like try to see if they spelled out something together but yeah there yeah. were often letters there were m's there were n's there were z's like there were there are letters a lot it probably is dude that that's totally is probably the programmers you know it'd be like we just said there's no end credits so that was like their way of crediting themselves you know what i mean it makes sense which is pretty it's, fun pretty but fun. yeah that last that last dig dug theater was different though i i noticed that was cool but then after after that it was like oh okay yeah i guess we're just starting over now that was the end <laughs> yeah yeah, which I I I I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I you know I know like what else are they gonna do? Like go back to the titles. There's, there's not any other options really. But like I just like I, yeah. all I can think to myself is like what kind of maniac <laughs> like, like, like plays seventy two levels of this game and then goes, yep, want to do that again? <laughs> like who the fuck is not that out of their mind? <laughs> I mean, it's different though because now now that I've gotten through all of them. Now I could see going back and kind of just having some free time and saying, you know what, let me actually use some different strategies and actually, you know, oh, try yeah, to dude, it's a great fuck around game. It is 1000% in my, my shit worth playing list as just like a game to play for, you know, a few minutes. If you have time to kill, it's, you know, and oh, yeah. it's great for that. Like I'm sitting here as I even have this video up, I have to just stop it because I'm thinking, oh, I would do that stage differently. Oh, I would go back and do that differently. Dude, let's yeah, I, I got a whole spiel on that when we get to the two-player component of this. But yeah, that's <laughs> that is that's that's the thing, one of the things about the two-player aspect that are incredible. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that. Save it. But so, what was your high score? And when playing it by yourself? Oh man, my high score. Like I said, didn't focus on the score, focused on beating it. But my high score was thirty-nine thousand eight hundred. Okay. 62,700 was my high. Whoa, nice. And that was, uh, I, I also mentioned this when we were playing two player, but it was without a doubt, it, it came on a really good run from the beginning while playing two player with, with Amy. And yeah, I mean, I was, you know, later in the, you're just abusing the continue feature later on. So you never come anywhere near that. Yeah. Or that you get in the first run where you actually, you know, kind of not only, get through a bunch of levels so in turn kill a bunch of enemies and uh further in turn get more points but you're also able to more easily get the drilling multipliers and those yep. early stages, you know so it goes without saying that lends itself to getting your high score on, on a run like that so yeah that was my high score after these messages we'll be right back <coughs> i want to thank you ladies and gentlemen for attending the third international conference on science and technology this afternoon, what our the heck is that? 
Well, I don't know, but that's another one. Good gracious, there goes another one. They're multiplying. That was a 1982 Atari Dig Dug ad, and it is over two minutes long. <laughs> so when I first watched that, I was like, what? The f-? Like, it, 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 you know, everything about it, other than the length, anyhow, feels like a traditional commercial. So I was like, where in the fuck did Atari pay for a two minute commercial to air? Like, that's crazy. You know, like that would cost so much money to be playing anywhere meaningful. <laughs> uh, and it turns out, doing a little history or, or reading through the description or somewhere I got the information, that they were showing this in theaters, like feature films, you know, like the stone of fucking ages, you know. <laughs> like that's how long ago the first Dig Dug was made that, like, you know, theaters had it just worked differently. <laughs> Man, it makes sense because I was wondering the same thing. I was like, I, I really liked it. It was a really cool really impressive commercial but i was like i remember checking the time at probably like a minute and 30 like this thing is still going <laughs> yeah super fucking long yeah yeah so the link to that will be in the show notes i probably won't cut in the whole thing because two minutes of it will be a lot for in, in a podcast setting but if you want to check the whole thing that link will be there and getting back into dig dug 2 what were your favorite three levels jay so for me my first one was round 55 and it was i think the most important thing is that it was a nice break because the levels levels, like immediately preceding it were so tough and i actually had space to move around on 55 it was large there were holes i had space to move around and actually be strategic whereas like before that it was kind of like scatterbrain running around with a gun trying to stay alive and so that was a blast. And then round 62 was the first time I that just, I dropped, just, like... Just swinging all- your dick around with these levels. I don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it was awesome, man. Like, I ended up just kind of coming in, and on my second move, like, I, I drilled once, drilled twice. Everybody fell in the ocean but one. And then that guy, I just, you know, used the gun on him and defeated him. And it was like, wow, that was absolutely amazing. And then yeah, later, the on, later on, later on the game, it's gotta be gotta be wildly satisfying later on in the game, <laughs> oh, especially after being so intense and like where you're running right. around because like a lot of those le- later levels, you can't like chop off large sections of the island. Island. Yeah, they, we never really talked about that. There, it's it's there are levels. Even you know, I, I would say even starting in uh, after that first interstitial, it, it they start doing the island sometimes where yeah there is no cutoff and like it's super frustrating to like look at it and like just you know you, you instinctively try to start like setting it up for yourself to maybe drop someone in mm-hmm. if things work out the right way and you can get into doing that and you're like wait a minute there's no end game here <laughs> you know and that's like, that's that sucks to to realize that after you've already committed yourself a little bit to that activity <laughs> exactly so i mean those were nice breaks from that for that not to happen and all of a sudden be like all right i'm gonna try to just drill some 
line, some holes here. Let me see if I can set something up. And all the enemies are just down but one. I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, like I said, a lot of... A lot of fun in the later levels after you're intense and running around and stuff is like crazy. It's kind of like a nice break where it's super satisfying to be able to do, you know, move around and have fun and not be so intense and stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Feel that. Feel that. And what's your third? Uh, 68, because the same thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because again, I mean, a lot of space, like you, you can move around, like there's. I don't know. There are a lot of options with those. You could drill several different ways. You can cut them off. You can use the you can use a gun, and they're just a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know anything about those. Mine are all much less impressively much earlier in the game. The <laughs> my first one is round twenty four, and I this one was just like a very simple aesthetic thing. It's shaped like a Pac Man ghost, and it's a total freaking level. But the I, I just loved the you know the I don't know. You know, it's Namco, so they're just kind of like harking back to their history with that, and that that's a cool little, you know, Kelly, we were talking about what the, the if that's what those are, the programmer initials being in the game, just like making an extra effort to have significance to the layouts of these levels is, is so much more than you can get in a game like this sometimes. Oh, yeah, it does kind of look like that. <laughs> pretty fun and round 32 or sorry 31 and this is the oh. one that i posted the, the the super tiny fucking island and my logic with this selection was you know it's so it, it's a 10 by 3 island like and i don't know like i'm calling the 10 by 3 like maybe maybe in each of the those there's actually four squares you know but you can only I don't know. It's the, the you know we talked about the grid here. The grid is really hard to define for this game because you can walk on the cracks, and that's part of the. You can walk on those cracks and be almost invincible if you're moving, yeah. and they and they don't they don't turn into the ethereal thing. So like, but yeah, the grid system in this game is super fucking weird and really hard to de define. But I'm calling this a ten by three space, and it's got ten enemies on it, so it's total fucking bedlam. I mean, just do the math, you know. <laughs> so like, it's total fucking bedlam, and you know, it's just. In beyond critical to the second the stage starts to lay down a bunch of drill lines as defensive fortifications, you know, to even have a shot at survival. And you got to lay them down in enough ways where you can slow those fuckers down and you're kind of the, the rest of the time running in a circle trying to like drag them into those like you know those those the, the resistances you know what i mean and, and create enough space to, to frag one of them real quickly and then get back to your fucking cipher of moving in a circle around the level you know so just incredibly difficult and so many continues and so hard but that then in turn lends itself you know after a bunch of fucking cussing <laughs> when you do beat it wildly satisfying you know and that is when you know i don't know just like kind of like the Carnal rule number one of these video games is like, if you're going to make me cuss a lot, I better feel like I did something great at the end of that. You know what I mean? And it nails it. You know, uh, that, that level 1000% did that for me. So uh, I thought, yeah. and also it, it, it is kind of, it's almost like a mini boss to some degree because it is right before, you know, the, the second interstitial. Yeah. So it you know, even has, once you understand that, numbering system it even kind of has added significance to it on top of the actual difficulty so that's cool and, and then the last one it wasn't a single stage uh, but i i really liked the look of the stages where the water was black in, in the late 20s and, and early 30s rounds you know so all those levels where um you, know, you get the gray 
island shit and then also the the black water so yeah like it, it that was definitely a nice touch i i appreciated that throughout you know you had either the the green islands with the blue ocean or the gray islands with the black it was just nice nice switch it up yep yeah and they, i mean you also had there's also the intermediary between the two where you have the, the green and the and the black water and because you, know, you go through that progression up to 32 when you jump back to the very original color scheme for 33 well, like i guess a new day you know begins and yeah. <laughs> that it was so jarring aesthetically you know <laughs> uh, yeah. to go back to that after having played with the black water and the, and the and the drab island coloring for so long so just thought that was pretty cool so yeah man that's I mean, that's wraps up our our first for one player experience for it we did jump on here and and do a little co-op ditty that i'll i'll post the, the video to with with our audio uh, and put that in the show notes as well and yeah the two-player experience man i mean you know the thing that i had been dancing around i didn't want to commit to until we got to the section was it has what i would call the tetris thing going on with it where because of the drilling puzzler elements combined with the quick twitch expectations of the gameplay like it makes the sitting and watching part of two player where usually, I mean, usually the controller pass, the two player controller pass system lends itself to like, you kind of just glaze over when the other player is playing, you know, I, no matter how engaged you might be together. Like, it's just not that interesting to watch the other player play. But in this case, because of that Tetris thing, we've talked about Tetris having this before, you know, that the and you said the exact words when you were fucking we're talking about it. You said, you know, I would the, the, the I would have done it differently thing that, <laughs> that, that your mind does, you know, combined yeah. with the shared plight of knowing the difficulties of the controls, like that they impose on your mobility with the grid system and shit. Like yeah. there's just a whole lot of oh fuck moments that you can experience and have whether you're playing or not. And <laughs> that is like a like a very nuts and bolts accomplishment thing from a development standpoint that cannot go unspoken for, you know what I mean? And they, they fucking crush that with this. And and that's one of the reasons the two player thing is so much fun to me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and you, you fucking, I mean, you, you know, it's not surprising at this point of the pod to, 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 for it to be the case, but you took the cake with the high score from the, from our three playthroughs of doing that too, which was, what was that? High, it was like 48, something 47 or 48, eight, something like that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So fuck you, man, to fucking <laughs> I've been playing this game for 30 years, <laughs> 25 years. You're fucking player for fucking a couple of days. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It doesn't surprise me because you do you. You're much more into the jammy games, like the button jammy stuff. And like, you know, whether it be like Assassin's Creed type things or shit like that. You just I think you're you're just geared towards both liking it and efficiency with it more so than me like i i prefer a slower more methodical game experience um maybe yeah. probably just because of my personal limitations but also just <laughs> what, what i enjoy you know um it's funny you say that because i i remember way back being a kid and playing a game i think it was called barnstorming with my mom oh that game's fucking great dude it's an active music game that's a really yeah. it's a super You're good fucking atari game Oh, for sure. And like, so my mom would be playing with me and I'm like, obviously really young. And I remember her always saying like, wow, you have great dexterity. Cause I would be all about like fast twitch, like moving fast. And so I've just, yeah, I've, if there's a, if there's a game that I can do some kind of type of competing in to like get a higher DPS or a higher score, not score, but in some kind of way, defeat somebody else or do something better. I'm going to try to do it. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've always enjoyed like the 
couch co-op thing more than the head-to-head like you know we've talked about like i think we were talking about like the arcade fighting games and stuff like you know like i had just no chance in hell i was gonna walk in front of a bunch of kids put a quarter machine and play some kid you know uh um, oh, yeah. that 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 like played mortal Kombat all the time like i was just never you know <laughs> uh just i just did not have the i don't know the competitive thing in me as a kid to, <laughs> to, yeah, to warrant sure. wanting to do that or putting myself at the subjecting myself to the possibility of total embarrassment like that <laughs> you got it got to dip your toes in the water josh got to see how it's gonna go yep. so yeah probably the, the most notable thing about the two-player or as far as differences in gameplay goes, the only thing that I would say is really all that significant is the continue system is fantastic with two players. You you know, when you restart, when you both, I mean, the, if you run out of lives before the other player, it'll just keep going until they run out of lives, just, you know, uh, without you having to turn. But once you both die and you restart, it goes, you, you basically each have the opportunity to pick your level. So you can kind of go... Like if you're playing with someone that's of greater or lesser aptitude, you don't have to start at the same place. You can both basically enjoy yourselves as you see fit. However much difficulty you want to impose on yourself on your restart, you have that option. And I, you know, it, it never even occurred to me as something that should be in the two-player games like this. But it's a much smarter way to do it that I have never seen before. You know, and and I really appreciate. Like you know, I was playing with Amy. Uh, some two-player shit when I was doing the research, and you know she's not fucking, especially quick Twitch games, not her, not her bag <laughs> at all. So like the idea that I could keep pushing on and go further in the game, and she could hang back and do her thing without having to be fucking stuck in some place where she can't even have any fun is a really cool option to have as a two-player thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I I didn't even know it was going to be like that until we played. So that was a very nice, unexpected touch there. I, I thought we had to be at the same level or something, you know? Right. So yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. And I guess kind of kind of puts a button on our Dig Dug Two experience here. into our verdict section king lord's blessing man it's clearly going to get my blessing i think i've kind of already gushed all the personal reasons and nostalgia bullshit i have going on with the game so it someone goes without saying i think that that's the case but playing it further than i ever had this time around by a mile did show some chinks in the armor that I was disappointed by the cutscene recycling just being one example but I mean you know nowhere near enough to even come close to truly diminishing my love of the game um, I don't know if I would ever recommend to someone to sit down with the intent to plow through all 72 levels <laughs> you know yeah. that's maybe a bit much for your casual game player ca- casual retro game player but uh, I'd expect most anyone could pick up the game have some fun with it for a nice little fuck around sesh, kind of like we mentioned, you know, and, and that this kind of game, I think that is the core goal. And I think they fucking just absolutely knocked it out of the park in that regard. So my blessing for sure. Yep. I mean, I have to agree. 
of course i had fun would i recommend it absolutely you know for the same reasons i would sit down you know just a few minutes to play it's great like it's it would take the place of like a candy crush or some type of game that or bejeweled or something you would do on your phone you know but yeah i mean it's just it was more much more fun than i was expecting i had very low expectations of this game just knowing you know how old it was coming from the arcade and just yeah man i, I had low expectations so maybe that added to it but yeah i I got to the point where I really wanted to finish it. I really was enjoying each level, like the progression that they had laid out, even the controls, which were annoying at times. They were still very fun. Like, but I, it was I, like the thing about you know a shortcoming like that though is it was predictable. Yes, you know, like you, you like know. you know, there's it, it controls are like the Strider thing, like that fucking bouncing off the wall. Like there's just you you can't. There's just it's completely unpredictable shortcoming. There's just no fucking way to know how to do it right. Uh, and like we said with this one, you know, when you're going to get limited by that in this game, you can see it coming. And and yeah. you know, while that may be frustrating, it's at least reasonable. Yeah, I want to go back and try again instead of Strider makes me want to throw the control. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. So yes, absolutely fun game for sure. Dual blessing. I'll have to update our our uh, our blessing graphic with with this. I think, I think I think we've won a few. Our infographic, rather, we've won a few episodes without me having done that. So, yeah, that and that will be our our final episode of of two thousand fucking twenty. So, uh, happy holidays, whatever yours may m- might entail. And next up in 2021, we'll be getting into Nintendo Power 10, which I think is that. Yeah, it's January. It's kind of weird how we've gotten ourselves somewhat. We've kind of aligned up a little bit here uh, in 89 to 90 with the actual calendar uh, that we're in. It's, it's interesting. Right. Um, exactly 30 years off, no less, too. Or no, that's a lie. 30, 31 years off. But. In any event, subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that platform and or any other for that matter. And the website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. You can email us directly at ISOH podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod on Facebook. Get down with us on the subreddit if you want to do if you want to interact with us there and either of those places. And we have some YouTube gameplay videos uh, up on on the playlist that's always in our show notes. And that co-op video from this episode will be there. And Jay, what are your socials? You already know, gentlemen. JB without the second e. <laughs> And you can follow me on Instagram at my ship key is broke and on Twitter at Josh Fallen. And okay, bye. Okay, bye.